Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. In a week where so much has happened, one man stands alone, poised to tackle it all and take your calls. Armed with just his wit and a stack of stats, he embarks on a quest that will require four hours of intense concentration, telephonic communication, and the mockery of jockery. This is The Robin Lundberg Show. This always makes it sound so intense. Whoa. <laughs> you better get ready. We're going to you live from the Rocket Morgan Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. If you want to weigh in on the show, 855-212-4227. Talking a little NFL draft right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> I guess, like I said, it's not an exact science. Rock, paper, scissors, is that a good analogy for the NFL draft? You got to, you know, it's about the, the same level of, of, of chances as rock, paper, scissors to, to, to get it right. <laughs> that just cracks me up. Nick Sirianni, the Eagles coach. I'm not even criticizing the guy. It's just amusing to me that that's what you're doing to, to gauge somebody's competitiveness. Uh, they could be gauging your, like, uh, <laughs> seriousness if, you know. I wonder how I would react. If I was on the other end, somebody said, let's, let's play rock, rock, paper, scissors. I wish there was a way to do it on the air. I was trying to think of this before the show. Like, how do you play rock, paper, scissors on the radio? And I, I just don't know. Like, because you have to you have to see to say rock, paper, scissors, to play rock, paper, scissors, right? Unless you, like, shout it at the same time. If you go one, two, three, shoot, and then you both shout it. Could you do that? I feel like that would be a little chaotic. Because I was going to do that bid um, today. But I, I couldn't feel figure out the exact way. Also talked a little bit about Tom Brady and and the numbers changes and and him being upset about that. And and most of the reaction I saw were were people calling him an old man and the like. And I just like, I I don't quite get that because Tom Brady is like the foremost expert on said things. So I don't know if I just summarily dismiss his criticism, even if I feel like players should be able to wear any jersey number 
that they they want. But it is NFL draft season, and the NFL draft is, is such a monstrous event. And and I I say you know the NFL the single most popular thing in this country, and, and I think there's certain several reasons for that, right? Um, you know, the, the, it's a great television product. The, the sport itself is just a great television product. Uh, two, it, it's on a for for the most part a weekly basis. You know, obviously there's Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, but it's not oversaturated. It, it kind of has a day of the week. Everybody knows what they're doing on a Sunday, um, you know, football Sunday, whether that's sitting on their own couch, hanging out with their buddies, going to a bar. Hopefully, you know, by this fall, all, all those th- options are back on the table again to, you know, the full extent that they once were. Um, so you, you had that, the gambling. It's the easiest sport to gamble on for the same reasons. You you, you don't have to, like, follow every trend night in and night out fantasy football same thing you know fantasy football is gambling right but it's fantasy baseball I always say I don't know how people play fantasy face baseball and also maintain a full-time job (laughs) that seems like it's 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 difficult to do but as far as um you know the NFL goes those are some of the reasons for it and the NFL draft is its own animal, if you will, because the NFL draft is just such a big event year in and year out. And, and the reason I, I believe that is the case is you're, you're talking about so many different fan bases, you know, who are all interested at the same time in, in this in this product that is so massively popular already. So when every single fan base is activated simultaneously you're going to get just a, a tremendous amount of interest and a tremendous amount of speculation, a tremendous amount of reaction. So I'm curious, like, where the NFL draft ranks for people. Where is it as far as the things you look forward to the most or you enjoy the most? Because I know there are some people who are, like, nuts about it and and do their own, like, boards and, and whatnot and, and follow along intensely. Um, and then there, there's probably on the other end of the spectrum, people are like, yeah, it's not my favorite TV product because I can just follow along. Or, you know, I don't need to hear all the analysis after a pick or I only care about my team's pick. You know what I'm saying. Um, I'm just curious. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Billy in Toronto. Billy, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Billy? Hi, Robin. Good morning. Listen, Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm great, thanks. Uh, we, we don't have a dog in the fight up here, but uh, I'll tell you, the NFL draft to me, I, I really enjoy it, and I look forward to it. Is it the top of the list? Absolutely not. I mean, ba- baseball to me will always be number one by a, a billion miles uh, over everything else, including NFL football. But I, I'll tell you this, Robin, I look forward to the draft, and I guess we, we probably follow Buffalo up here, and we want to see who Buffalo takes because they're about an hour away from us, and, and you know we tend to root for them. If the draft is going as normal, uh, like, like, you know, like what, what everybody calls, then, uh, you know, it, it can be a boring day. But I'll tell you, I love to see it get rocked early. Like, wouldn't you just love to see Jacksonville surprise everybody and not take Lawrence and then take, uh, take one of the other quarterbacks and then all of a sudden you see everybody scrambling like, wow, we didn't see this coming and everybody's yapping in the, uh, in the war room saying, oh, what do we do now? So I, I, would, I, I really look forward to it. I love to see um, – I really love to uh, love to watch it. Uh, and second point, uh, Robin, dog versus cat. Come on, Robin, dog all day long. I mean, 
I had both of them, got them both to about 20 years. I had a small dog like you did, a chihuahua named Gizmo. This guy was the greatest thing that came into my life. I mean, me and my, me and my wife were not fortunate enough to have uh, children. This guy went everywhere with us. We used to map our baseball trips down to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, wherever we went to watch uh, a weekend series where my wife would shop, and I'd, I'd, I'd find out when it was uh, dogs allowed at the ballpark so I could bring them in and dress them up in the team colors. And, and as for my cat, I mean, <laughs> this cat, when he passed away, my wife came up to me and said, uh, uh, Billy, uh, uh, Bambi passed away. And I said, who's Bambi? And she said, the cat. I said, we had a cat? I mean, for 20 years, this thing was miserable, didn't do anything, sat in the corner. Yeah, he's independent, not friendly, but this dog, man, I'll tell you, this guy was the joy of my life, and it was, uh, it was a tough day when we, uh, when we lost him. That's it, Robin. Later. Well, look, a lot of people love dogs, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, and, and cats get that reaction too, but the question wasn't whether you like dogs or cats better. It was whether you'd rather be a dog or a cat, and I was answering from the perspective of perspective, uh, the perspective of a prospective NFL player and and I think the answer there would be um to say cat because it's the apex I mean cats are as much as people like dogs unless you want to say like I'm obedient like a dog but that's well, dog, like. dog dogs are smarter than the cats they're about the same dogs have a little bit dogs have a little bit of an edge plus for especially from a football perspective I feel like cats are more loners where dogs usually more travel in packs like wolves. So, okay. you know, from the NFL standpoint, you might want to say the dog because then you would think you might be more team-oriented, which obviously is very important there in the NFL. Oh, so right. that's, so a, that's a good dog. answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. But, I, uh, you know, like I said, if you ever had a house cat that was allowed outside, you know what they would do sometimes? They would go, like, bring you a bird or a, a mouse or something that they killed. You know, because you ever been to a deli? Obviously, Anthony, you're in, in the city a lot. Your bodega or a deli or something. Do a lot of them have a cat there to to keep the pests away? So yeah, yeah. That 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 would be another response. You could say like, I'm a I'm a killer for you. Like I said, yeah. Like, see, well, that's why these that's why like a question <laughs> like that just so stupid because the dog is a really good answer. But then like, uh, but again, in your case, like the cat, like yeah. I mean, it kind of make it makes sense where you'd want to pick like the more explosive animal. And that's where, like, the cat, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So it's like, you know, come on. Now, seriously, this is how we're determining who we're selecting? Uh, yeah, I, I would never. I mean, it, it's a fun. I, I just would like to hear the conversation, but it's not how I would evaluate whether somebody. Maybe they're they're listening for their logic and reasoning. Is, is that, you know, could be the. Uh, yeah, maybe. The, 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 the reason that they do it. Uh, but, you know, he brought up, uh, Billy brought up uh, Trevor Lawrence for a second, and, and that, that sparked a thought for me. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's, well, he's going number one, right? Like, we all know that. But there was a little bit of a story this week from him. Uh, Michael Rosenberg, Sports Illustrated, uh, had a, a, a um, piece on, on Trevor Lawrence. And there was, you know, basically this takeaway that Lawrence is not, um, you know, like, he doesn't live and die by the, the sport. I'm trying to, to paraphrase it or, or sum it up quickly you know but these things require more nuance and depth than that right like yes okay like we 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 see that quote or we see the the general theme of that and people go all right uh i i I want a quarterback who you know lives and dies with every single play or you know that there's not you know he's not committed enough but there there's also 
a degree of maturity and perspective in being able to to not, you know, doesn't mean you're not prepared. Doesn't mean you don't want it or don't care. I mean, here's here's part of the quote. It's hard to explain that because I, I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and, and I'm trying to prove everyone everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I, I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. Uh, which is fine. I mean, to me, that sounds like a mature perspective. Look, this guy's been number one for how many years? He's been considered number one for how many years? And and, and he goes on to say, I think people mistake that for, for being a competitor. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent, just always thinking that you've got to prove somebody wrong. You've got to do more. You've got to be better. And, and, and we've seen from the greatest competitors uh, manufacturing a chip on their shoulder. you know. And, and so maybe that's why we always assume that that's the, the, the right way to do, to do it. You know, Michael Jordan would always make up a perceived slight. Uh, you know, I mean, literally even sometimes make up a perceived slight uh, about him to, to spark his motivation. You see little things like with LeBron, where in the midst of a regular season, a fan, he'll have an interaction with a fan or, or somebody on the sideline, an assistant coach, a, a role player or something, and that will be like what gets him going the rest of that game, you know, because he'll, he'll, all right, you're, you know, he'll take it as a slight. Same thing, you know, Tom Brady, I'm sure, you know, we know Tom Brady does that, right? Because Tom Brady collected uh, all that the, the uh, criticisms of him and, and put out a nice little edited video about it. So, you, you know, the guys do that. Guys do that. And I don't know if, if Trevor Lawrence, you know, what exactly he was getting at, but it's not the kind of thing that, that makes me go, oh, man, I'm worried about him. Yeah, because th- there is something to, you know, maturity and perspective as well and, and preparation and, and just – Having, um, yeah, I, I think the, the 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 peak of what you can reach is is to actually have total faith in your abilities and be comfortable with what the results may be, right? And and maybe that's where he's coming from. But it, it's just funny to see, you know, what can become a story going into the draft, and and that was one. And, and he's been the number one pick for so long that uh, what exact slights would he even have? to manufacture right now. You never know how these, these things can evolve and, and change as somebody gets into the league, but you know, Trevor Lawrence from the second he took the field at Clemson has been anointed. I don't know if there's ever been a, you know, people don't believe in him moment or anything like that. That's you know, his his uh he he was anointed day one. He was anointed day one. He even had to clarify you know, due to the reaction to that. But it, it, I, I suppose the counter to what I'm saying is like the, the most uh, successful people we've seen in sports seem to be like almost maniacally competitive in some way, shape, or form. Not, not just at rock, paper, scissors, but in their, their, their chosen sport and realm. And I, I guess that that is a, a common trait you, you see a lot. It's almost like, you know, beyond normal, like sociopathic, <laughs> right? Like the, the way some of these guys are. So I, I thought that was an interesting story, but it, it wouldn't be the kind of thing that, that would make me think he, he can't have success at the highest level because you also see, you know, you see competitiveness manifest itself in different ways. And there have been plenty of guys who have been fiery 
and successful. There have been plenty of guys who have been calm, cool, and collected and successful. Let's go to Christian in Texas. Christian, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Christian? Oh, not too much. Good to be on the show. I was go uh, just going to comment on the dogs and cats uh, argument. I'd, sure. I'd say a dog, they're uh, just more athletic. Um, as far as being a killer, a, they, a cat? they kill cats. Oh, no, yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. Absolutely. A cat is far more athletic than a dog. A, a cat on even weight is taking out any animal on the planet on land. Well, because they're not even weight, dogs kill cats all the time. Yeah, okay, but not, not at the not at the big. All right, what what dogs killing a tiger? Okay, are we are we if we're going just complete like feline versus canine, that's different. But uh-huh. I don't know, dogs and cats. I'm just talking about like your house dogs or house cats, uh, just more loyal and just more athletic, and they do. But, they're, but they're, again, they're not more athletic. Uh, they're, they're they're not more athletic than a cat. I mean. You talk about, like, agility, acceleration. If you're doing, like, NFL draft combine, a cat is, is taking a dog out. It, it, its vertical is going to be higher. It's, it, you know, its 40-yard dash is probably going to be higher, all that sort of stuff. Uh, like I said, it, or, if, you're talking, if we're talking about more species of cats, sure. But uh, as far as just house dogs or house cats go, uh, house, I mean, your, your common dog is, is very very useful in many situations. Also, I mean, you, they herd cattle. They oh, oh, oh I'm not I'm not trying to diss and, dogs. I'm I'm just pushing back on your your one statement. Well, and and as far as being more athletic, I was just saying. I mean, a, a dog is no no house cats out running like a, a let's say a greyhound or uh, even like a border collie even. Well, I, look, a, a cheetah is. Um, a cheetah's outrunning every every animal on the planet uh, on, on land, which is a cat, and it's, it's not even that big a cat. It's, I mean, it's it's a big cat in the big cat family, but it's like what seventy pounds a cheetah. Uh, I'm looking at. I think the you know a, a cat itself, in general, cats run faster than dogs. Like even house cats versus your your typical regular dog. I don't know um, about a greyhound. Necessarily, because I know they're the the racing cats, but I I'm betting you like a greyhound is probably in the 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 range of what a, a typical cat is too. Like cats are fast, and they could they're, they're, they they jump their athlete. I mean, just athletic ability, measurables. Cats are cats are beating dogs. As far as as like the other things, and, and Anthony raised the same point, like loyalty, um, or or uh, camaraderie, stuff like that. Dogs probably have cats beat for sure. Looks no like question. the maximum speed for a greyhound is 45 miles per hour. Okay, so what's the average speed of like a house cat? Because a cheetah runs like out. 70 miles an hour. <coughs> a cheetah is the fastest animal on land. Uh, top speed. Let's see what the top speed of a cheetah is. Uh, a cheetah is 50 to 80 miles per hour, which is... You know, a lion is 50 miles per hour. A jaguar is 50 miles per hour. So all those, all those cats, a tiger, same thing. All those cats are faster than a greyhound. How fast is a house cat? Let's Average see. is 30 miles per hour. Okay. Average domestic cat. Which, for a little small cat, I mean, that's, that's fast, right? Like, because a greyhound is the top. You're talking about the top dog. You know, most of the, how fast is an average dog? 
is an average dog. You couldn't do this in the past. You know? uh, so a German Shepherd runs about 30 miles per hour, and I think it's the second fastest dog from what I'm seeing right here. On average, dogs run about 19 miles per hour. So on average, the cat is, is faster than the dog, as I suspected. But the dog is more likely to lick your face. <laughs> so, they have that. We'll get more into NFL draft coverage um, from a, a, an actual analysis standpoint coming up next, including what the 49ers plan to do with their pick. It's the Robin Ludberg Show. It's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Following Robin Lundberg on Twitter is easy. His Twitter handle is at Robin Lundberg. Copeland Blackwell tweets in, you play rock, paper, scissors on radio or telephone with audio only by the honor, honor system. Um, I, well, I don't even know by the honor system. I mean, by audio, you have to say it, right? So does it work the same? All right, Anthony, let's try it real quick. Um, you want to go on like one, two, three, shoot, one, two, three, go. How, how do you... How do you Initiate. Oh, yeah. You want to do uh, one, two, three, shoot? Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Scissors. See, you didn't say anything. No. I'm uh, sorry. My uh, my headphone jack <laughs> came out, so I couldn't hear anything. All right. Let's try it again. One, two, three, shoot. Rock. Scissors. So you beat me because your rock crushed my scissors. All right. One, two, three, shoot. Scissors. Papers. Oh, <laughs> you got me again. I lose. You're more competitive than I am. So I guess you could sort of do it on the air if anybody wants to play me in rock, paper, scissors. Um, go ahead. That's the, the way you analyze the draft as well. So two birds with one rock. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. The NFL draft is it's pretty amazing. Every year you get something like that. Where did the dogs and cats thing come from? Was that like a new story or is that just a typical question? That That's you- a typical question, but I'm pretty sure uh, a, a prospect uh, like this past week said that he was asked that question again. Huh. So it's like it, it's a it's a on the greatest hits. It's like one of the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a greatest yeah. hits question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What 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 uh, what's your 40? Uh, what's your 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 reps on the bench? Uh, can I see your college statistics? Uh, and <laughs> where's your wonder lick? And, and are you a dog or a cat? Would you prefer it? to be a dog or a cat i mean i i like i mean those questions just because it's it's fun i would like what superhero would you be and and all that sort of stuff i mean that would be another one that you could ask and, and try to glean some information from but i don't think any of that is going to help people determine who the san francisco 49ers are going to take with the third pick in the draft which is really the story right at this point the whole draft happens from there it's one of those it starts at at three kind of deals because we all sort of know what what Trevor Lawrence is going first to Jacksonville. That's been that's been the case for years. I mean, we didn't know it was going to be Jacksonville, but since Trevor Lawrence uh, arrived on the scene at, at Clemson, he, he everybody knew he was going to be the number one pick. So that's been decided. Then it was who's going to be number two, and it seems as if that's been decided for the last several weeks. I guess there could be some pushback on as to whether or not Zach Wilson is the right pick at number two. But it, it, it certainly 
appears that he is the, the, the number two pick in, in the draft, which leaves number three. And that has come down to, you know, three players, really, I believe, which is, is Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. We know it's going to be a quarterback, right? I mean, we, we know the, the 49ers do not make that trade if they're not taking a quarterback with that pick. They're, they didn't trade to that position to take somebody else. So the, the question is, what quarterback do they wind up taking? I can't tell you. I, I know enough or I'm a, a talented enough evaluator of, of quarterbacks to um, give you the, 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 the answer. Because they, there are people who paid a lot more money than I am, uh, who spent a lot more time on this. You know, I've seen Justin Fields um, plenty, obviously. Mac Jones, obviously, where he played. I've seen all the guys play. And people I trust, I mean, there are some people who I trust who say that Trey Lance is, is the most talented of the group. But um, there's also been the, the case for, for Jones being made on sort of the steadiness case has been made there. And, and then, then Justin Fields, I mean, you see some of, of what he's able to do. All, the only thing I would say uh, about that pick for, for San Francisco is they better get that one right. You know, you make a move like that, uh, you go all in, you got to get the, you got to get the guy. And so I don't know if they, I don't know if they made that move because they were targeting one specific guy or if they felt that the the players that would be available I mean they had to have a good idea of, of who was going to be available there when they moved up to, to three in that big blockbuster trade but I don't know if that was because they said we're taking him or if they said we're comfortable with a couple of these guys and therefore we got to get to the, the spot because you never know how often you know you're going to be in a situation where there are a few guys that you're comfortable with, because the 49ers otherwise are you know ready to rock and roll. I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo, they're very close to winning the Super Bowl. Just two years ago, I mean, they play in a a very tough division right now. Maybe the the most difficult in the entire league, given some of the the additions the other teams have made and. And, and where they're at, I mean, that that's there's not a weak team in the NFC West looking at it on paper. So nothing is going to be guaranteed success, and we don't know what the actual plan is going to be with the, the quarterback that they, they do indeed draft, whether that's going to be, you know, somebody who starts the beginning of the season, somebody who comes in a third the way through the season, somebody who sits on the bench the entire season. I don't know. But they clearly are looking to, to get their, their quarterback of the future in this draft. And though the stakes are probably in, in some ways, you know, just as high for the Jaguars and the jets simply because the, the move was made via trade and there's the uncertainty with the 49ers, they will be the story of the NFL draft. And this regime will be judged on this pick. And this is the pick that will determine the success or failure of the current San Francisco 49ers regime. So, no pressure or anything. 
With a week's worth of talking points, here's Robin Lundberg. Let's talk about a couple of individual performances right now. Let's start in baseball for a second, because it's always a, a curiosity to me, given the, the nature of baseball. It, it's such a regional sport, very popular. I'm not, that's not a slight. It's just regionally so popular. And uh, I saw some reports last week that, uh, you know, the, the numbers for baseball have been very healthy and, and going in the right direction. So, so much for the, the boycotts about the, the All-Star game thing. But uh, Jacob deGrom is off to, like, an incredible start this season. And I'm curious how much that is a national story versus a local story. Uh, Marcus Stroman, his teammate tweeted out last night uh she's witnessing the best to ever do it in real time beyond a pleasure to watch every each time jacob Degrom touches the mound these numbers won't be replicated for a long time we'll be telling our grandkids about this man legend you know he set a new career high last night with 15 strikeouts i don't know what his era is right now but it's very low <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up real quick. It's very low. Zero point three one. Zero point three one. So I mean, he's having a transcendent start to the season. Um, I just wonder how much people are are noticing. Mets fans are, you know, obviously noticing, right? Like, duh. I mean, Mets fans are, are like Anthony are probably like, you know, super excited every time the guy takes the mound and 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 beating their chest about it. Um, I just am curious how much that's cut through on the, the national Meet stage. The there you go. Meet I mean, give them a little bit of excitement, uh, and, and they'll, they'll take it. Mets fans haven't had that much to celebrate in recent times. And they're 8-7 and seven right now, but Jacob deGrom is, has been the, the best pitcher in baseball. And dude, he's doing uh, everything. He, I mean, not, not only is this guy pitching, but he's hitting. Have you seen what his uh, batting average is so far this season? He's I don't batting, know the exa- He's batting 545. There you go. Two so, RBIs. I think the Mets have to start to consider uh, having him in the lineup uh, even when he's not pitching. That would be a, that would be something if that were the case. I, I doubt Met, you know, Met, that. Mets could use that bat. Uh, they haven't been great. and They did score six runs finally. They gave the guy some run support finally yesterday, but... Yeah, uh, it's been a struggle uh, to score runs this year. So, I don't know. Maybe uh, they need to put DeGrom's bat in that lineup every day. So, th- that's one of the individual performances. And I want to know, you know, if people are are uh, interested in, in that on a national level versus a local level. I'll get to the, the other individual performance from a different sport in, in just a minute. 855-212-4227 if you want to weigh in. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Rob in St. Louis. Rob. You're up next here on the Robin Ludberg Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, how's it going this morning? Good. So I was calling to a kind of piggyback on what the last caller was saying and kind of fight against that. I, I became a Patriots fan um, when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, actually, about, I guess, what, almost 20 years ago. And the funny thing is what he was saying, Tom Brady's a baby, but yet, He's won seven Super Bowls. I'll take a baby like that anytime on my team, anywhere, any day, any field. And I, I would just love to know what team he is rooting for, what you know, what fan base he's from, because 
if you look around the rest of the NFL with, um, you know, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, what is it every year? They don't have a top receiver. It's either the defense is failing them in the playoffs, but yet Tom Brady throughout all the years when he was with the Patriots, what was it? He had zero weapons, zero complaints. Bill Belichick never got him a top one receiver. He went out on the field, he put in his work, and he won seven, you know, six Super Bowls with the Patriots. So it's kind of funny that he – I just had a laugh at that when he said, uh, you know, Tom Brady isn't the – isn't, you know, he doesn't take things well, I guess is what he was trying to say. Well, I mean, I just I, – I've been a little amused at, at how so many people were just, like, dismissive of what Brady had to say about it, uh, given that, again, like, if you were to say, who is the foremost expert in the subject – it would Brady's up there, right? If, if the, I mean, maybe you know, you could say it's it's a, a coach or something, but I, I don't know. Like as far as how that would play out in real time, I, I don't know anybody who's more qualified to have an opinion on it than Tom Brady. So when when he pushed back, I think there's something to it. It doesn't mean there won't be a you know, it doesn't mean the the adjustments won't happen. Uh, and we're talking about the numbers changes in the NFL. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know the league is going to collapse or anything like that. But I, I did find it amusing that so many people would be like, "Oh, Brady's just an old man." Blah blah blah. You know, he had his old man moment. Uh, maybe. Yeah, and the and, and the last thing I'll say on his comment about Tom Brady, you know, not basically what he's saying is not um, commenting on like the racial issues that are going on right now. And I think the tough part about that is some athletes, I think like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, it can put them in a difficult or awkward situation talking about something like that when they're, you know, not from that community. So it can be a fine line about what you might say, you know, who it might offend. So I think that it's not like he's LeBron James or, you know, Russell Wilson or someone like that with the type of background where they have more um, experience with those issues and have dealt with things in the past from that, if that makes sense. Well, you know what? Uh, and uh, appreciate the call. And, and I, um, I, I, I think you're plenty well-intentioned, but I, I didn't plan on get getting to this now, but I, I will offer that call quickly because one thing I'll say is, um, like I said before, I will never tell anybody what they need to do, right? Like, I, I, I don't think it's my business to tell people what they, they need to do, how they need to feel, what their, their general philosophy needs to be. And, and when it comes to sports and speaking out, there's always this uh, line, right, or, or, or stick to sports mantra that, that is heard all the time. And, and plenty of athletes get praised for using their platforms, and I share in that praise. I, I participate in that praise. I think it is commendable whenever somebody uses their platform. That doesn't mean everybody must or everybody needs to. There are some people who, quite frankly, maybe aren't qualified to do so or, or won't help by doing so. Um, but the old Spider-Man line is, with great power comes great responsibility. And I'll get to that in just a second. But to the point you said about, you know, being sensitive and and uh, uh, afraid of offending people, you know, because they're not from a community, I would push back there strongly. That's called cowardice. Um, and in order for us as a people 
in general, you know, we all need to be moving in the same direction. We need, we need to be working toward, you know, I always say this about COVID. COVID should be the thing that tells everybody we're all in this together. COVID, it, you know, doesn't discriminate. It, it, you know, it's a global pandemic for a reason. And I think empathy is just a quality that sometimes is lacking a little bit. And, and you want to try to take a second to walk in people's shoes, put yourself in their shoes for a second. And for white people not to speak out because they don't want to involve themselves or they're, you know, don't want to offend. You know, again, that's like kind of cowardice. There, there's a um, famous Martin Luther King quote from uh, Letters from a Birmingham Jail. He, he, you know, people, there's this image of Martin Luther King all the time as somebody who just was uh, beloved and, and, and all that. Remember, this is someone who was assassinated. This is someone who was, was jailed on numerous occasions, like 20, 30 times, something like that. And he, he once said that the biggest obstacle, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember the exact quote, but it. It's essentially this. Um, the biggest obstacle that he's seen is, has not come from the Klansmen or the, the racist, but from the white moderate who says, I agree with your cause, but not the way you go about it or doesn't say anything about it. So I think it, it behooves all of us, you know, if you see something that is wrong or you see something that needs to be changed, if you can and, 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 will say something and that that goes beyond color that goes beyond race that goes beyond anything like that just should be a a general thing i mean what do they teach you like in 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 movies and comic books and in in school like you know standing up for what you believe in is commendable not to be frowned upon now as far as brady goes again i don't think it's everyone's responsibility you know, depending on what they feel comfortable. Like, it, 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 I, I'm thankful for all the people who do. So I'm not going to criticize Brady for speaking out about numbers in the NFL and not other – like, th- those two things are not related. So I, I, I don't want this to be conflated as a, a Brady criticism when it's not. You know, I, I mentioned before at the top of the show I was off for the last few weeks. And – one thing that allows you to do is instead of like being involved in everything day to day, you can sort of see it happen. And one thing I noticed is just how much like anger is out there and, and like toxicity in, in some of the arguments that you see. And, and people just like they're not actually entering conversations in good faith. They enter them to just further an agenda that they already have. And, you know, the, the power of these platforms is obvious. I mean, Tom Brady sends one Instagram story and it's a, it's a talking point, right? And the the same thing happened with LeBron James's tweet that he deleted earlier this week. And, and of course, you know, it was a a high um, stress situation around the the Derek Chauvin trial and, and the verdict that came down. And, you know, when, when that verdict came down, obviously, Plenty of people were 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 happy with the results of that verdict. Um, my my general takeaway is like the the circumstances around that are nothing to celebrate, right? We we watched someone 
have the life taken out of him for nine minutes in front of us. It's one of the most horrifying things you'll ever see, right? There, there's, you know, and, and it was sort of a tipping point moment uh, about other things that we've seen. And, and none of that is worth celebrating, the fact that, you know, a jury confirmed what we all saw. I don't th- I'm just glad that they didn't ignore that. And that's what I'm, um, uh, you know, satisfied with. And when LeBron sent that tweet earlier, you know, again, it shows you the power of those platforms. Great power comes great responsibility because he had put over another officer, your next, you know, accountability. And it was in a raw moment, I'm sure, in a, an emotional moment, right? I mean, because you have to, again, put yourself in other people's shoes when you've seen some of these things happen over and over again. You know, people are genuinely, they feel that they're affected by that. They're hurt by that. It, it, it's not something you just like see on the news, gloss over and because maybe it doesn't affect you. You might be able to do that. But for people who like live that, it, it sticks. Um, just the problem, you know, not every case is the same. And, and I think, you know, in that moment, LeBron, his emotions got over him because accountability he was talking about as far as you know, just police office, police, policing in general, and not just being able to do whatever you want. But the the officer that he singled out in the the tweet was involved in a situation that was not as cut and dry uh, as some of the other cases we've seen. And, and the lesson I learned from that is, again, just in general, I, I don't think emotional decision making is probably not the best, but it's understandable. But you see that and, and that tweet and when it was deleted and then all of a sudden it became a talking point for so many people who tried to take it and erase everything somebody had done or, or make that the conversation instead of what the conversation was. And that's what I get to about agendas. It's just like you can sit back and, and I see it unfold. It's like people aren't actually in it to get the best solution or, or be empathetic participants. They're in it for their agenda sometimes, and, and that's what's sad. 855-212-4227. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.